Hello, nerds, witches, pagans, occultists, the curious, and wayward folk who have found their way here. Yes. This episode 35, 36 question? 36. <laughs> <laughs> it's 35. Uh, of the wayward dragons. It's 36. Uh, a podcast for two nerdy friends chat about all things strange, creepy, macabre, and weird. Uh, this yeah. is going to be the last of a three-part episode, uh, or three-part episode in a series. For some reason, my notes autocorrected to an out series. Uh, but anyways, on books, uh, this episode, we'll be talking about a few published grimoires and talking about, you know, what goes into it and what you could possibly do to make your own. Um, As always, I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. And welcome. Yes. Uh, So first off, Grimoire. The hell is that? Yes, what is that? Okay, so so, to put simply, it's a book of magic. Sometimes it's referred to as a book of shadows or a magician's journal. Yes. I'll be using kind of these terms interchangeably throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, these are typically handwritten, but for more famous witches that uh, and magical folk, occultists they have out there, they've act- actually published theirs. Yeah. So this isn't to be confused with a fantasy series called Book of, Sh- uh, Book of Shadows, because apparently I looked mm-hmm. it up on Goodreads to try and figure out how many... Uh, published books of shadows there are out there from different witches and you know occult yeah. authors and grimoires and stuff and when you type in book of shadows into goodreads it comes up over six thousand results yeah it's a lot so i'm sure most of them have nothing to do with the occult in any aspect yeah that being said you can find some that are published by people such as silver ravenwolf uh, Lori Cabot, Scott Cunningham, Phyllis Korat, and I mean the list goes on from there. Basically, if there's any famous uh, occultists, they probably have some kind of grimoire or book of shadows out there, or some equivalent. Um, so, in many traditions, a coven or a group will have the book or a copy of the book and if you're in this group sometimes you'll make your own copy uh, if you ever do this you have to make sure that it is copied exactly and because mm-hmm. they use that as like traceability and verification of correctness yeah so if you know something scribbled out you have to scribble it out in yours too yep has to look the exact same so this is how they can you know create the lineage these books have information in them from like stuff you've learned, uh, but it and things related to the tradition, as far as like what elements they place in what direction, uh, what practices they do for certain holidays, what holidays they do observe, and stuff like that. It can also have uh, herb uses and meanings, spells, incense, the results of the spells, whether they were successful or not runes, sigils, dreams and their meanings, and all sorts of other things that you've learned. So basically, it's the great day book of everything. Yep. 
where a lot of theologies have, uh, you know, holy book or holy texts, it's essentially the holy text that's specific for the individual or for a tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to put a disclaimer here. Some of the books I'm going to be talking about, I have not read them. So I cannot and will not vouch for them. I'm going to be simply reading some information. But I do encourage you to do your own research. Yes. As always. Yeah, you should always do your own research. I would also like to point out uh, that some of the information here are on the darker, darker side of things. That being said, you know, like I said, you are responsible for your own actions. You do you. And, you know, we, I want to speak collectively for both Kelsey and I, (laughs) uh, we do not encourage or condemn any actions, spells, or spiritual communication. However, you are responsible for your own actions. Mm -hmm. Uh, All that being said, it is our belief that taking away someone's free will or yes. causing unwarranted harm on others is a big no-no. Yes. Big no-no. So, you know, do what you want. If you find something in some of these books useful, then go for it. Uh, some of the books that we covered in our last episode technically can be qualified as grimoires. Yes. But we're going to take it and we're going to call this. So, yeah. I think that's, uh, let's see here. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Lost my notes. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Also, before anyone gets, uh, you know, something up their rear and says, what about Aradia, the Gospels of the Witch? Uh, while this is an interesting book and does have certain occult practices in it, it was written by American folklorist Charles Leland. Mm-hmm. or that's what most research points to. Uh, I don't have a degree in literary literature. I am getting tongue-tied, apparently. That's a hard uh, phrase to say, so you're kind of forgiven for that. I don't have a degree in literary history. Yes. Uh, and have not done any research on the matter. So I can't tell you 100% for certain or with any vehement degree of certainty i do believe that it should be getting an honorable mention along with james george frazier's the golden bow and margaret murray's witch cult in western europe as they have all had a massive influence on revivalists and neo-pagan beliefs yes i didn't feel that you know uh, that it fully matches up with what we're talking about here while it doesn't certain circumstance also this is probably one of the most well-known books out there mm-hmm. so i just figured you know if you don't know the name you can look it up otherwise i'm just gonna kind of leave it there so are we ready to get some grimson so first and probably the most well-known is the grand grimoire also known as the red dragon it's considered one of the most famous and outrageous grimoires of black magic. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
The Grand Grimoire is associated with some truly outlandish myths and script. The authorized manuscript is allegedly kept in the Vatican secret archives, and the text is said to be fire resistant. Of course, it's under the Vatican. It's, you know, quote unquote evil. It's going to be fire resistant. Uh, <laughs> while it can't be dated much sooner than early 1800s, it is said to have been written by King Solomon himself. We talked about King Solomon in like the last two episodes. So if you guys don't yeah. know who it is, go back and listen or Google it. Yep. Uh, more so the English translation of the book by A.E. Waits omits a significant portion of the text, apparently in an attempt to redeem uh, the remaining, oh, sorry, in an attempt to render the remaining translation useless, if not destructive to the practitioner. At the suspension surround, or as the superstition, I can't talk today. I apologize. No, it's okay. At, at the superstition surrounding the Grand Grimoire is justified by its context. The defining ceremonies of the book focus on conjuring and making a pact with the devil because, you know, it's always the devil. It is always the if devil. It's darkness, it's always the devil. And I'm going to say this. If you don't believe in the devil, then you don't believe in the devil. If you think the devil is some evil creature or evil being, then the devil is some evil being. Yeah. Part of the reality is, are you burning incense? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just see like wafts of smoke. So with my last Mindful Souls box, I got incense rope. Okay, interesting. So I, Sorry, random aside. I've, I've got like wisps doing... of shit coming across my face. Yeah, no. I try to burn uh, some form of incense with this episode. So, yeah, I have yeah. incense rope now. Like, okay. they look real cool. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know if I was having a stroke or <laughs> what was going yeah, on. No, I just no, see no, little no, lips no. of smoke via, like, through the camera. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, oh, I've got it, that. like, up over here. I've got, like, a little thing i bought for like um like the charcoal discs yep. to burn like actual like powdered incense and resin but i use this in my room my craft room and i put like a cone or like the room just a little it. sensor yeah just so that like the cats can't get into it i try to That's make fair. sure that like they because cats like to knock shit over so cats can be dumb sometimes so i try to make sure that like it's in a container because my cats are constantly on this table so that way they can't get into it and potentially eat it and hurt themselves. Or while it's burning, they can't burn themselves. So, But yeah, no, I burn an incense whenever we record. <laughs> One, I Remind me after to tell you a funny story about one of our cats and why he's not getting treats for like five days. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, the shorter version of the story, just a quick aside put a little humor into this um <laughs> he decided to get into the cabinet with the treats and pull yeah. out the treats and when i took them away from him put them back in the cabinet he opens the cabinet puts his claws because it's like a mesh bag puts his claws on it looks at me and shakes it around <laughs> and the treats go everywhere 
Oh god. And this is while I'm trying to get ready for work and like leave for work. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not dealing with you today. <laughs> um, like So yeah. I lost my place again. Here we go. Here we are. Okay. Uh there are other instructions, of course, such as making the philosopher's stone, because there's always stuff for making the philosopher's stone. I know. That's a big theme. That's a Enchanting big weapons and firearms, because, you know, you want your gun to do holy damage. Uh, sorry, a little D&D reference there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> making oneself invisible. And, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm, okay. But all that seems kind of a, you know... A diminutive follow-up to summoning Lucifer. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to summon the devil, but you do you, boo. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, if people work with demons and stuff, that's all on them. That's... Yeah. That's what you want to do. That's not what I want to do, but... The next thing we're going to talk about is the Book of Pictrix. It is a... 400 page document originally written in Arabic which concerns itself with celestial magic. Okay. Uh, so this is going to be like high magic that you know high magicians and stuff do. As the style of the writing reflects that of a student notebook some historians ascribe it to an unknown apprentice of a Middle Eastern magic school. Okay. The central theme of the text is obtaining and channeling energy from the planet and the cosmos. The intention is to have the practitioner harness energy from the cosmos and use it to subjugate circumstances to his will. The, the text borrows from numerology astro- and astrology to guide the rituals needed in such magic. Unlike many Western grimoires, though, this book also includes bizarre recipes to be prepared for certain spells. Ingredients for these recipes include all manner of bodily fluids and psychedelic plants. I don't personally know about the bodily fluids part, but, you know, I can... I can get the psychedelic plants because there's a lot of belief that that does lend to yeah. heightened senses and you know, we've oh, talked yeah. about that on other episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like the bodily fluids to me means like blood. Or that's what spit I, or like Yeah, I mean that's reminding Yeah. Or like urine. But, like, to me, it, it always... Or semen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you don't have enough salt in it. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with you. Uh, you Continue. <laughs> so the next... The, the next grimoire is the Haptameron, which translates to seven days. And it was written... Or believed to be written by Peter Day... De- De Abano in 1496. The Heptapteron was written by the noted philosopher Peter De, De Abano, who died in prison during 
the Inquisition on claims of heresy and atheism. He lived from 1250 to 1316, but his book wasn't published till the 1400s. The text is a manual of planetary magic. It details the rites for summoning angels for each of the seven days of the week. It also contains instructions for the creation of magic circles, consecrating it with salt, water, and incense, the planetary hours. This grimoire was especially important as it influenced the Lemgatian, a famous 17th century book of demonology. I think it's interesting, though, how, you know, he was tried on being an atheist, yet he wrote a magical book on how to summon angels. Yeah. Well, it was during the Inquisition, so I mean... Yeah, they were looking for any reason to burn yeah. people. You, you breathed wrong and you were gone. So... Yep. So... Um, so the last <clears throat> grimoire I'm going to talk about here before we get into some fun stuff and <laughs> we'll be sharing a little bit about uh, our personal practices and what we do mm-hmm. is the black pullet. I believe that's how you pronounce it. The original French was Les Poulet Norris, Noir. Noir. Yeah, it'd be noir because black is noir. So, Le Pole Boulard. I feel like I'm butchering that, but I know it's French and I don't have a French tongue. That's all you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't speak French. I apologize for any of our listeners who speak French. Uh, I hardly speak English, as I've said in other episodes, much less <laughs> any other language. And English is my native language. So, yeah. Yep, can't help you there. This is true. Uh, also known in French as La Poular Ox. I don't even know what to do with these letters because it's an O and an E put together. I know, I see that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, well. I, I was like, it, it, I, I would also say. Also known as the hen who laid the golden egg. It's a grimoire. Did Willy Wonka read this? Is that how he got the geese that laid the golden eggs? Sorry. You're thinking of the giant from Jack of the Beanstalk, my dude. No, it's in Willy Wonka. He has the geese that lay the golden eggs. Oh, yeah, that is right. I don't, I don't know. Because uh, it goes, uh, 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 and that what's-her-face falls down. I freaking love Gene Wilder. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Such a good actor. He is. Great com- comedian. So it's a grimoire that proposes to teach the Kabbalah. No, I skipped one. <laughs> it proposes <laughs> to teach the science of magical talismans and rings, including the art of necromancy and Kabbalah. There you go. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Kabbalah is a mysticism related to Judaism and we're going to cover that in a different episode. There's a lot to go into that. We might actually have a guest person on there. I have a friend whose father is a rabbi. And so I'm going to talk to him and see if we can get him on for that episode. Uh, Kelsey just gave me a look. I don't think she knew that. Uh- <laughs> Do I know this person? 
No, I don't think so. Okay. Because the only Jewish person I know is... No, I know more than one Jewish person. I know. That's no, no like... his, his dad's a uh, scientist. He's a his physicist. His dad would be a scientist. Yeah, his dad's a physicist. Like, a retired that, physicist. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Um... That... Okay, that makes... That makes... Okay. That you just explained a lot of actions right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> Where was I at? Uh, it is believed to be a, it is believed to have been written in the 18th century by an anonymous French officer who served in Napoleon's army. Uh, the text takes the form of narrative centering on the French officer during the Egyptian. Uh, expedition led by Napoleon when his unit is suddenly attacked by Arab soldiers. The French officer manages to escape the attack, but is the only survivor. An old Turkish man appears suddenly from the pyramids, because of course he does, and <laughs> takes the French officer uh, into a secret apartment uh, within one of the pyramids. He nurses him back to health whilst sharing with him the magical teachings from ancient manuscripts that escaped the burning of the Ptolemy. I believe that's Ptolemy. I think the P is silent. Uh, Ptolemy's library. The book contains instructions on the creation of magical properties such as talisman rings, amulets, and on how to master their extraordinary powers perhaps the most interesting magical property claimed in the book is the black palettes otherwise known as the hen who lays the golden eggs the grimoire claims that a person who understands and obtains the power to instruct the black pullets will gain immense wealth the notion of such a lucrative Possession has been influenced throughout histories, fables, fairy tales, and folklore. This book has also been associated with two other texts. One, the Grand Grimoire, which we talked about already. And the other one, the Black Screech, Screech Owl, which I have never heard of. Um, I did not have time to look into that. I don't know what the heck it is. But I am going to possibly look into it. It, this book seems like it'd be something that'd be interesting to read, just for the sake of reading it, if it's translated into English, because there's definitely no way I can read it in French. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. If we have any French listeners, if you want to get a copy of this book and record yourself reading it to me in French, go for it, but I still wouldn't be able to understand what the heck yeah, it says. None of us would. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us. Uh, so yeah, that's that's those books. Yeah. So a couple of those I'd like to check out and read into. So now to get to the fun part here. <laughs> how do you make your own grimoire? It's actually pretty simple. You just do it. Yeah. That's it. That's the show, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Uh, you don't require any particular type of paper or binding no. unless it specifically says so in your tradition. Yeah. I mean, it's it's 2023. And I've seen plenty of people who do this. They'll actually take it and, like, compile stuff in a document online, mm-hmm. uh, either on 
Google Docs or on a Word document, mm-hmm. and they'll have like all their thoughts and stuff there. Uh, you know, copy and paste, correct what they want to correct, uh, change what they want to change. You can drop in like pictures yeah. that you find and stuff like that. With today's technology, pretty you could get pretty creative with it. Oh, yeah, I thought about sure. doing this, but as I've said before, and I'll say again plenty of other times, but I am super strapped for time lately, but I really need to dedicate myself to working more on my Book of Shadows. Uh, and that's something I'm hoping to do this year. Yeah. But I, I would love to just like have a week of doing nothing except for making a Word <laughs> document with all the information and then have it printed off and then I can update stuff by hand as I go. Oh, yeah. But, that would be cool. I mean, there's there's so much freaking information out there. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's one way you could do it. It's, I need, a, like, a lot of extra time and energy to be able to do that. But mm-hmm. uh, a few other ways you could do it is you could just start a daily journal. Yeah. Um, do at least, you know, they recommend three pages a day. But write, you know, anything you've learned, anything you've noticed, any kind of, you know, inspiration that you've had. Mm-hmm. and kind of reflect back on it you can write notes and then if you have a spark later if it's like hey i remember this this and this uh which yeah. ties into this you can go back and make notations and annotate your you know journal writings mm-hmm. if you want i would suggest doing it in a regular pen you know leave like a space between uh so you oh, can do yeah. it that way you could do it you know as a dream journal or start it as a dream journal you could do it together. I would suggest if this is something you're starting off with, getting a loose leaf notebook. Yeah. And just using notebook paper mm-hmm. to write all the stuff in. You know, you can get like some, if you want to print some images off of stuff or if you want to draw something out, you have like the clear dividers you can take it and just slide the papers into uh, that you draw on and have it in there. Yeah. This way, if you don't like the order it's in or think it worked better in a different order, you could shuffle it around. Mm-hmm. This is similar to what I did to start off with. And then I've actually started, like, I have the base information in a certain order and I'm going to be adding more to it. But I'm actually super lame <laughs> and bought the biggest freaking uh, sketchbook that you can buy online. Okay. Which is like six hundred pages, mm-hmm. okay. and it's like, I don't know, it's like, what is this like, twelve inches by eighteen inches or something like that? Like, how freaking big this is? Yeah, that's a huge one. And uh, I've been kind of slowly transcribing stuff into that. I need to get more on that. Yeah. Uh, but then you can take it and put you know, art in it. Uh, if you want to put drawing or put little decorative stuff. I actually took, you guys can give me a little sneak peek of some stuff from my personal life. Uh, but I actually took a few snapshots and sent it mm-hmm. to Kelsey for her to post. Yeah. So you guys can kind of see yeah, what, what I've done. Like. I'm sure some of the stuff won't make 100% sense because... No. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've kind of put some 
I want to say coding in there, but I put some stuff in there to kind of, uh, so I will understand what it is. And so, you know, not everyone understands as it's meant for me or, you know, if I, when I die, if I pass it on to someone, it's meant for them. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's buried with me or burnt with me or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What do you do? Or do you do anything? So I have I have two separate journals. I have one that I use as kind of like where I put all my plant information. So as I start my herbalism journey with homesteading and stuff like that, because that's a goal of mine, that I have some place to keep that. And then as I do, like with this box I have, as I find tunctures that I like, I put them in that place and stuff. Um, and then I have a separate one that is, I started after my grandma passed and it's, it's not something that I write in every day. I can barely remember to go to the bathroom most days, but it is my journal that I have as a way to talk to my grandma and get those final thoughts out. So it, it, it helps with my grieving process and stuff like that. But I just bought like a normal notebook like at the grocery store um, for that. Because my, my thought is, is as I complete it and I don't know if I'll burn it as a way to release it once I'm done with it or if it if I leave it for my kids to stumble upon when they're older and I die type thing. But my one for my, my future sister-in-law actually got me a really cool, um, like a handmade, like dragon notebook type thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I was like, I was really confused on what to do with it. And then I kind of had like an epiphany moment and that's what I used to kind of write all my herb stuff down. Um, but I mean, honestly, if you looked at my desk, unless you knew what you were looking at, you they just look like weird notebooks that I have for the podcast. Um, but that's just what I do. Um, I I mean, I've got books on crystals and stuff like that that I just kind of have. I might eventually start one on crystals because I'm weird and like everything to be separated. But yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah, and so there's there's literally no wrong way yeah. to do it. It's just yeah. it's whatever works best for you, and I mean this is for you, and for who if you want to leave it to someone, then it's for whoever you leave it to, or if you're them, yeah. you know, giving it to someone, or if you you know if you're somebody who wants to make it and publish it, then make it and publish it, but do it in a way that makes sense and. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no wrong way to do it. No, no, and I think a lot of the books out there that because there's a lot of like how-to books now, um, and I think they make it overcomplicated type stuff. It, it's just there's so much that they say that you should write, and it, it, it's honestly it's whatever you want it to be. Like my. I want my herb stuff separate because I want that to be able to be something that my kids can look at and understand what is written. 
Um, because that's part of my philosophy with, you know, our kids that my fiance and I eventually have one day is I, I think there's a lot of stuff that gets, that's been missing between generations, um, and how to heal your body naturally is something that's been skipped with a lot of generations in, um, I think a lot of people figured that out with all the lockdowns that happened and all of a sudden you couldn't get things. Um, a lot of people started going back to natural remedies and stuff. I'm not saying that a natural remedy is going to fix everything. Um, you have a major issue, you need to go to the proper doctor for that. Um, but I think instead of pumping your body through fake things, you know, when you have your cold, don't take a whole bunch of meds over the counter meds. There's a lot of herbs that will help you get over your cold a lot faster and you won't feel disgusting in the same time. So that that's why I keep all my stuff separate because I, I want my herb stuff to be able to be something that my kids can use as a resource. Yeah. So, but that's just cause I'm, <laughs> I want to teach my kids how to take care of themselves and, stuff you know if they ever get lost in the woods they know what to eat and they know what to not eat you know type stuff because i that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother topic of natural remedies and stuff like that like because we wouldn't have aspirin if it wasn't for the fact of some people went into the jungle and saw people chewing on bark which was aspirin basically so there's a lot of stuff out there. But I mean, you can you can make it whatever. You can make it just on what you see every day. If you constantly see um, a bird, you know, the same bird and stuff like that. Like, I, I have a crow that hangs out of my dock door every day, you know. I just kind of stopped making that a weird thing I see every day. You know, but if you see more butterflies or animals or numbers or whatever, you can write that down in your own journal, I guess. And it can be like if you do spells and stuff of like, and it, it like, um, like money, like if you do like a money thing or how you celebrate the holidays, we do have in bulk coming up. So by the yep. time this releases, um, so you can do like your holiday traditions so that way holiday recipes and stuff like that how you celebrate each holiday and stuff and leave a big enough section in between so that way as you add to your holiday traditions you've got enough space to add but i mean it's whatever you want it to be there's no right or wrong i think a lot of the books that come out today make it sound like if you don't do it their way you're wrong but it's it's honestly yeah, it's whatever you want it to be and that's if you like if you follow a certain tradition, you know, that's what you're shooting for is to follow that tradition, then I get that. And you know if that's what you believe, that's all well and good, but that's not the only way to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's more than one way to skin a cat, as my parent as my grandma would say. So You know we're not supposed to say that anymore. I don't care. They actually uh PETA released a list of and we PETA won't go can the, go suck like, we won't go into dick. the actual efficacy of PETA and <laughs> like, how not great they actually are 
Yeah. But they released like a list of things you're not supposed to say anymore because it's offensive. And that was one of them is there's more than one way to skin a cat, which is weird because why would you skin a cat? But yeah. uh it, it's it's meaning there's more than one way to do something. Like yeah. just because I do also, it. Huh. Yeah, but then like there's also other like slogans we're not supposed to say anymore, like, you know, beating a dead horse or you know, killing two birds with one stone. Oh, whatever. God. <laughs> PETA is dumb. And that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Without getting mad. PETA is no fucking dumb. And PETA is dumb. Guys, if you guys don't know what we're talking about there, do some actual research on PETA. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with a lady that said the reason why she was vegan slash vegetarian was she watched a PETA video and it's like do you like they make those videos it's not like they go into a warehouse and like do all this stuff and like observe well, there, it it's, there is certain truth to some of the stuff there is issues yeah. with stuff like factory farming and stuff oh, like yeah. that but that's a that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I'm well, not well, getting not, into that. Yeah, I was like, it just just do your research about PETA. Like they're they're not who they say they are. Then that's all we're gonna say on it. Just do your goddamn research. Yeah, on PETA. So so let's get into our tarot cards for this next two weeks. Yes. So I pulled the Three of Swords. What did you pull? <laughs> so I pulled the four of cups because we have to have cups on every single one of these to... for some freaking reason. Yeah, I know. Uh, but not only did I pull the four of cups, and some people don't do reversed cards, uh, I do for this particular type of card, or for this particular uh, cards run, like the, or the set, I guess is the proper way to say it. Uh, okay. so, but so it was reversed. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So the three of swords is associated with heartbreak, suffering, and grief. Um, suffering and heartbreak appears when the three of swords shows itself in a reading. The pain that it renders is deep. Tears, um, tears stream from the innermost part of ourselves. Because the sword usually deals with communication, this pain may steal from stem from an argument and cruel words um, were exchanged between loved ones. Sometimes this may be because we tend to bottle up our thoughts, and when we do, they tend to erupt in the most unexpected of circumstances. This suggests, again, a break in communication. Moments like these um, are sometimes required in life in order to bring out the strength we never knew we had within us. <laughs> okay. That's interesting paired with mine. I was like, mine makes sense with what I was telling you before we started recording of like everything that I'm doing with my family and stuff like that. So like it that makes sense with me. Um so what what does yours mean? So four of cups in re in the reverse position generally represents a lack of satisfaction. Okay. Uh you may feel like you are not getting what you want out of life. Whether it is in your personal or professional life. <laughs> you may also feel like you're not reaching your goals. 
which can be frustrating and disheartening. Yeah. Um, the reverse position of the card also means that you need to step back and take a break from whatever is causing you negativity in your life. <laughs> this could mean taking some time for yourself to relax and recharge. I'm going to say no. I don't relax or recharge. No. no. Any time we either one of us gets any time off and we relax and recharge, we get sick. I'm sick. Yeah. I got sick last Monday. Uh, it could also <laughs> mean taking a break from a person or a situation that is causing you to feel this way. Yeah. So basically, you feel like you're stuck in life and you need to remove something from your life because it's causing you issues and it's you know the stagnant sense is causing problems you need to generally speaking you need to step back and reevaluate your priorities in life which can be tough but necessary i mean yeah <laughs> that's what i did last week like for yeah. real I stepped yeah. back and reevaluated a lot of stuff in my life. I've decided to do a lot of things. It's, it's not going to be fun at the end of the road, but I need to do a lot of them so that way I move forward in my life in a positive, not necessarily positive, but well, in a different direction. I've, right. So, and as I've said, you know, I've been looking for new work. Uh, yeah. And I've been being frustrated with that and being, you know, feeling stagnant from that because I can't really break away from it because I have bills to pay and yeah, you know, have people to assist in taking care of and all that fun stuff. And I, you know, till I have to work, I can't just not work. And, but yeah. I also need to make sure I'm taking time for the things that I love and making sure that. I'm taking time for the things that are priority or, you know, getting rid of the things or pe and or people that are causing me negativity in my yeah. life. Uh, and, you know, say fuck it and <laughs> take what I want. Yeah. Which the conversation <laughs> that you and I are going to have later. Uh, yeah. That I kind of briefly talked about before we started recording. Uh, yeah. I think you'll... <laughs> it, it has a very interesting connotation based off this. Yeah. Coupled with the work thing. Yeah. Well, like, but... I've... Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I was telling you, like, I've... I've reevaluated, like, because I do work two jobs and it's about to start up again. I've completely redone how I what I do when I get home so that way I can actually decompress and have time to relax because I, I just don't feel like I do that and reevaluating my family situation um with some extended family it's it's a hard decision but I know it's something that I have to do in order to not be stuck in the same loop in my brain which is not fun so there's an old saying, and I'm not really sure who I got it from, but uh, it's, I got blood that ain't, or I got, I got family that ain't blood and blood that ain't family. 
Yeah, and that is becoming more apparent now that my grandma is gone. And I was actually telling my dad this. I'm, I'm done with people that make me feel the way that I feel. And you can only make me feel the way that I feel if I allow you in my life. So right. unfortunately, it's a lot of things. And it's, it's going to be tough not being around these people. But if you can drop me after 30 years, then fuck you. So that's kind of right. where I'm at with my life. And it, it's hard. And that's why I, we were talking about some stuff. And we'll talk about that stuff when we get closer to the wedding that I want to do. And um, that you and I will do, I think, together. Because you've been my friend the longest through a lot of these things that I've been going through. Um, you do. You have to cut out people. And it's tough. Yeah. So, like, it, once again, these cards are, like, hitting on the fucking money again. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want to place a bet that <laughs> next time I draw a card, somebody draws uh, cups. I'm not betting you any money because it happens every <laughs> goddamn time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and you watched me. I'm. I literally shuffled like for the last we we record in reverse. So the book episode that comes out next week, we record first. And then this episode because we're dumb. Because we're dumb. No, no, because it makes no <laughs> sense. We get most of our banter out there. Yeah, and so that way, by the time we get to this one, we we're on, we're focused, and I'm I'm shuffling, I'm shuffling while we're talking, <laughs> like, and it's like one of us still always pulls a fucking cups card every time, every time. So yeah. Um, after this episode, so this is the end of our Grimoire miniseries. Um, we will Books be starting, yeah, famous stuff. So the next couple episodes, um, we're going to be talking about familiars, animals, um, spirit animals, and like, us uh, animal spirits in general and totems. So kind of what's the difference between all those three things? Um, because I think people get, um, spirit spirit animals and um familiar familiars confused um, and we'll have a special guest okay <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna grab one of the cats in here oh i was like meow oh no, i'm just okay. i'm gonna get the cat to meow into the mic for the episode because why not why not no. um <laughs> not really but i mean if you can hold one of your cats long enough to do that go for it I will say. I mainly just like seeing your face when I said we're gonna have a special guest. <laughs> I'm like, like the fuck we are. <laughs> Who the hell are you talking about? Um, but yeah, I, I see that a lot on Reddit because I I'm a major lurker on Reddit. I'm on a lot of the occult themed subreddits that it, I see it a lot where people get familiars and spirit animals, um, kind of confused. I think they're not interchangeable. Um, just because your cat follows you around the house does not mean that it is your familiar. Um, <laughs> my cats literally follow me everywhere around the house. Um, <laughs> well, so, and for kind of a you like, know reference into that, and I'll kind of talk about this more for the episode. But if you guys have not read or have not watched, because they actually did a really decent series on it, I was thoroughly pleased. Uh, with it even has James McAvee even plays in it. If you know who he is, 
He played the younger version of Professor X. That's what I thought. I was like, that name sounds yeah. so familiar. Yeah, uh, but he, he actually has a phenomenal job in it. He's, you know, as supporting cast, uh, he's not even the main character. But uh, the His Dark Materials series, that's the name of the book series, and the uh, TV series that I believe it's on HBO Max. But the it's three books. It's a trilogy. It came out several years ago. Uh, Philip Palmer, I believe, is the author. Uh, but it's... And they tried to make the first book into a movie many years ago, and it was absolutely shit, so don't watch that. <laughs> uh, but it's The Golden Compass, The Subtle Knife, and The Amber Spyglass. I remember when that movie came out, yeah. Yeah, it's garbage. Yeah. It oh did it have um didn't it have Nicole Kidman in it? I do not recall. I choose to erase that from my memory. But yeah, <laughs> so if you guys have not read or seen that, I highly recommend it and I'll be talking a little bit about that when it comes to those topics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. At the Wayward Dragons. Um, the hands that you see on YouTube are my hands. Um, if we have messed anything up or if you have a book or topic recommendation, you can email us at thewaywarddragons at gmail.com. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe. And please tell a friend. Please, pretty please. Pretty, 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 pretty please. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your dog. Tell your dog's enemies. Tell everybody. Um... I hope that everyone has a wonderful in bulk because this will be coming out around that time. Um, the beginning of February is kind of when stuff starts to happen for some people um, and stuff. And then by the time the next one comes out, I hope that everyone survived the full moon. Full moon is February 5th of this month. Be careful, there's werewolves about. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Until then, I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. Bye. Bye.